What up, what up? What's going on, everybody? It's Tevin. And it's Shayna. And welcome back to another episode of A Speck in Space. Yeah, and if you're new here, you know, a little background, we're just a young married couple that like to talk about things that we feel are important, tech and sustainability. And we have segments that we like to do every week. Um, we have our main topic, Tev's Tech Talk, Spec Speak, where we hear what you have to say. Uh, the green tip of the week, a song of the week, um, and you can use the hashtags AcesPod and PodIn on Twitter as you're listening to each episode so that others can see what you think. Yeah. So let's get right into the show. Let's get right into the show. <sighs> How are you doing today, actually? I know I just said let's get right into the show, but <laughs> uh, I'm good. good. I'm good. You sure? Yeah. Oh. Okay. How was your day? Yeah, it was. It's pretty okay for a Tuesday, I suppose. God damn, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> and what is my life? So, Shayna yeah. and listeners, what is the difference? Between appropriation, amen, and appreciation. <laughs> oh, that's the topic today? That's the topic for today. What is the difference between appropriation mm. and appreciation? So you asked so, for like my personal definition or what <clears throat> my thoughts what, on it? What, what's your, I guess not your, what, what would be a good definition for appropriation? Like, if you could look up a Webster dictionary post of or something of the definition for appropriation, what would it read? So based on my gatherings from wait, do you want me to like look up the real definition or tell you like either way, whatever you okay, okay. To. So let me look up the definition. Okay. Uh. Okay. So this is saying cultural appropriation. Is a concept dealing with the adoption of the elements of a minority culture by members of the dominant culture. It is distinguished from cultural exchange. I read, I skipped a whole word. It is distinguished from equal cultural exchange due to the presence of a colonial element and imbalance of power. That's a Wikipedia definition. Hmm. So, so basically, it's just somebody in power taking some shit that may have been used to put down another culture at one point and trying to turn it and use it for their own gain or their own whatever you want to call it for their own little satisfaction you know what's so funny what i just went to urban dictionary and the top definition for cultural appropriation is the ridiculous notion That being of a different culture or race, especially white, means that you are not allowed to adopt things from other cultures. This does nothing but support segregation and hinder progress in the world. All it serves to do is to promote segregation and racism. (laughs) But it got a shit ton of downvotes and upvotes. It got more upvotes and downvotes, though. Of course. But it's so funny. Because people like to say, oh, I'm not culturally appropriating. But it I'm did not, not even answer the question. The que- it just was somebody saw Somebody, yeah, somebody getting defensive. It was some white boy mad that somebody got on him for saying nigga, probably. 
I can say the <laughs> if you can say the n-word, I can say the n-word. And I got something to say about that n-word today. And too. then and then look at you know the um, Urban Dictionary they ask you to like use it in a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sentence says that plain ass white bitch is wearing a bendy. That's classic cultural appropriation. That plain <laughs> ass white. But bitch. it's like that don't even match the definition. Like what? Because that is cultural. <laughs> And then this other one says, doesn't Osaka in Japan have a bastardized Americanized city? Isn't that cultural appropriation? Cultural uh, cultural appropriation only applies to white people, so that doesn't count. That's not true either. I mean, but first of all, how I feel based on this definition, saying that Japan. Like, what do you think Americanized means? Like, what is American culture to you? American White? culture is just other people's culture turned into something we tried to say is our culture. Like, to me, <laughs> American culture is like how we went to Italy, right? And we mm-hmm. had pizza, but the pizza was different. Like, to me, American culture is like because it is a melting pot or whatever. Like, exactly. our pizza, our we have pepperoni, which apparently is an American thing because in Italy... I did not have a single piece of pepperoni. It was spiced salami or some mm-hmm. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm assuming some Italian or something came to America and got exposed to some spices from somewhere else and put it in a sausage and started calling it pepperoni. Negro, that's exactly what I just said in fewer words. I what said, did you say? <laughs> I said, people from other cultures come in here and basically saying, oh, this is American culture now. That. Like, just saying... Taking some shit from somebody else's country. We're we're only like a 300-year-old country. Mm -hmm. We're very, very, very young. Mm -hmm. So we say, oh, spaghetti? Oh, you don't mix all the shit together? You just put the sauce on top of the noodles? No, no, we're going to put it and mix all that shit together. Mm. Spaghetti. We made that shit. It wasn't Italians. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the same thing with pizza. You use, what, spice salami? We don't like spice. We like our food plain here, okay? So we're going to use this pepperoni. Okay, I'm sorry. That's a little, <laughs> that was that was a little racist. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? What? Like, like, <laughs> like, like what you just said. Like, if they want, if, if, if so-and-so in Italy is using the spice sausage and they come over here and say, give out pepperoni, what? I'm going to look up Osaka, Japan now because I want to know what they're talking about a bastardized American city. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're getting real sidetracked. Let me read the damn definition okay. for appreciation. I'm keep this up. Okay. The definition of appreciation is the recognition. Hear that word. Recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something and a full understanding of that something or situation. Meaning, I'm not going to look at your. Let's say, I'll say, for me, the way I see it, I don't know how you feel about this, Shana, but, you know, uh, the, you remember the girl from, uh, or the little white girl from Utah or whatever that was wearing that, that little Chinese garb? Mm-hmm. Do you really? She you just talking shit. To prom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Garb or dress? <laughs> dress. Like, garb is anything. Uh-huh. Dress. So, yeah, the dress. Like, she literally just wore the dress. And so, that dress is is very popular because 
it can either be worn in high, very high fashion or, you know, and by very rich people, or it can be worn um, by very poor people because it can be made from both the finest silks and cotton, you know? And so that dress is just very universal in China, right? And so she takes these pictures and you see her and her friends doing like this prey sign, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a prey. And so people are thinking that that's like a Chinese bow. Like, oh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you honor me type mm-hmm. shit. And then they're also doing like this upward. You see uh, uh, people in the same picture doing this. I'm not, I'm going to call it. It's Vape Nation. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a, a V and an N with their fingers. If you If you haven't seen it, go look at it. And so people are saying she's like doing some bow and so that's racist, mm-hmm. right? But they were literally just copying Ethan from H3H3, you know, just doing his Vape Nation, Papa Bless stuff. And people are like going crazy. And it's that's, and for H3 fans, you know that's exactly what she was doing, right? And so, you know, people are going crazy and, you know, this one random guy, I think he's Chinese, is talking about my culture is not your promise. <laughs> you know, that whole meme, my mm-hmm. my culture, you know, that meme was been going crazy, but basically he said that, and people started calling him out, you know, because he was saying nigga like four years ago mm-hmm. on his Twitter and people was like, bitch, you was just calling people niggas, mm-hmm. all kind of niggas a second ago, mm-hmm. and now you calling out this white girl for wearing a dress? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of shit is that? You know, and she... She literally, she didn't say, look at this dress that I found that mm-hmm. nobody else is wearing. She just put on the dress. Mm-hmm. And she not, did not one time try to appropriate it. She just appreciated it. She wore the dress. That's it. And then, you know, some days later after the big fallout, you know, and she, no people was calling her out because she wouldn't apologize. Mm-hmm. She had nothing to apologize for, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And so, um, a couple of days later... I guess they got some responses from Chinese people, like in China, mm-hmm. and people was like, and they was like, I don't care. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. people say, I'm, that's cool that she wore it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'd love for our culture to get out more. And then so people start backtracking, like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, mm-hmm. how are you gonna tell the people the in China? <laughs> whole ass Chinese person from China that they don't know what they're talking about? <laughs> that's so stupid. And that's the type of shit right there that people don't really understand, and they don't take the time to try to, you know, understand the difference between appropriation and appreciation, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm still on Urban Dictionary, and apparently how this works, right, is wh- whichever definition gets the most upvotes, the higher up on the list you are or whatever. So I already read the one that got number one. But it's not until definition number five that somebody actually who i'm assuming is not white has a definition (laughs) because the first four definitions are like it's just somebody telling me i can't wear dreads because i'm white (laughs) it's just like salty white people like the second one says the idiotic conflation of culture with racism essentially the absurd belief that the cultural exchange that has served to enrich humanity throughout all of human history is wrong because racists exist. And their example sentence is, OMG, look at that white girl with dreadlocks. That's cultural appropriation. <laughs> and see, like, like white people with dreads. Like, Shane, I know you don't, you're not necessarily crazy about that. You know, it's just annoying. But it's like, the, the, the way I see it personally is, if you want to wear dreads, 
Go ahead. It's a, it's a hairstyle. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing is... You, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But the problem comes like when when you're Kim Kardashian and you say look at this hairdo that I came up with by my damn self and don't give credit to the people that did it way before you did it mm-hmm. like if this little white girl wants to walk around wearing dreads in her hair I don't care so, like so but I'll just say... don't go around don't just don't walk around and say Hey, look! Look at this new hairdo that I that I came up with. It's just called nap because I don't do anything to. I just like let it hang out. And, you know, I was the first one to invent this. That's the problem mm-hmm. because you did not come up with that. That is predominantly something black people started. So you, if you're gonna do it, you know, don't try to take credit for it on your own because that's not that's not yours to take credit of. And that's that's kind of where that appreciation comes into play from. I don't know how, what were you about to say. I don't know how you feel about it. Well, I was gonna say I used to, you know, <clears throat> be bothered by it or whatever. But now, after some thought, I, I mean, I really don't care because number one, I feel like the argument that like oh, when white people wear dreads, for instance, or whatever, uh-huh. it's like our hair naturally locks up, so that's why we wear our hair like that but i feel like anybody with curly hair if you don't comb it it's gonna lock up right and to say your hair naturally does something if even if you have straighter hair and you do i don't know how they get dressed like if they back comb it and knot it up and well, all see, this other I, think stuff, it all, I think it also depends on on your hair type like your hair will easily lock up but my so hair's I'm, locking up now because it's been in these twists for a couple of days. Right. But so, it's because I mean, it's super curly hair. Yeah. But I feel like even if I was white with super <clears throat> curly hair, it would be the same way if you just let it. Right. You know what I'm so saying? So I'm saying even a white, even a black person with with very straight, non-curly hair, their hair may take longer to lock up than a very curly haired but, white and, person. So this is what I, the point I was getting to. So like people talk about Sorry. what our hair naturally does or whatever, right? Mm. So my hair is really kinky. It's not, I don't have like loose ringlets or whatever, right? Right. I have to manipulate my hair to get those types of coils. Mm. Um, so I basically, you know, have to use some sort of curler or, you know, do a twist out or do something to get it to look a certain way. And I feel like that's the same thing that people with straighter hair, more than, you know, likely white people or whatever, when they're locking their hair up, it is their natural hair. They're not putting any chemicals or anything. As far as I know, they're not adding any extra chemicals or nothing to change the state of their hair. They're just manipulating it in a certain way to get a certain effect. Mm. So how can I tell them that's not natural? Mm. Now, I understand the frustration, though, from especially black women, because we have historically gotten a lot of shit for our hair. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Being told we can't wear braids and locks and afros and this and that because it looks unprofessional and all this kind of shit. And so it is annoying when you've gone through hell and hot water is that is it hot water or hot water hell i thought it was hell and high water <laughs> i right? always said hot water because it's hell right oh, that would make sense i, I don't know. know i don't know but <laughs> i feel like it's hell because if you're going through high water that's hard you're going through hell which you know maybe the hot water is hot hell and hot hot water <laughs> you just say it hell and high water you're hell. going through some shit basically <laughs> Hell and hot, hot water. But when you've been through all this, like you were talking about um, with the Kardashians, whatever, like, I remember being in school and they saying, like, certain hairstyles and stuff and, you know, aren't acceptable, this and that. And then it's like, 
all of a sudden the Kardashians come out and they're like, hey guys, look at this trendy new site. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I got made fun of. I got told I didn't look, prof- I was ghetto. I didn't look, you know what I'm saying? All this shit. And certain jobs don't want to hire you if you got cornrows in your hair, or if mm-hmm. you got a big fro, all this kind of shit. But then the Kardashians, it's like, oh, it's cute. Everybody on Instagram got cornrows now. Mm-hmm. That is frustrating. <clears throat> but I don't think it's, I don't know. I personally feel like the argument, like, oh, my hair naturally does that. So, because then that, to me, that's not a culture thing. That's just a hair type thing. Right. So, instead of saying it's a culture, it's like anybody with curly hair can do dreads. But if you have straight hair, you can't. Right. Straight hair goes across races and curly hair goes across races. Exactly. And, and, and culture and race are two different things. So, even just then, what I just said is kind of wrong because I'm talking about race now. It, it shouldn't involve race. Culture is not a racial thing. Culture is culture. Mm-hmm. Now, usually race is closely tied to it because usually the people who practice the same culture are going to be, you know, usually in the same race just because of, like, proximity and stuff. Like, the reason y'all practice the same stuff um, is because y'all live in the same community right. or whatever. But um, it gets messy. When you start really unpacking, like, race and culture and ethnicity and nationality and all that kind of shit it gets real messy Mm. because it's all just social constructs and none of it really exists right you know what i'm saying Mm. and i'm not saying that to undermine the frustrations of like the black community or anything like that because i 100 percent understand or not even just the black community any people of color you know as a native person i could understand how it would be frustrating you know to have the same people that pushed you onto reservations and shit turn around and be wearing you know, the chief head thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all destroyed us and then turn around and want to wear our stuff to Coachella or whatever the fuck, you know? But, <clears throat> I mean, at the same time, hell, everybody in Oklahoma is apparently Native and they white as hell. So maybe they can't. <laughs> is it really a cultural appropriation or is it their culture? You know what I'm saying? They all got Indian tags on their cars and shit and be white as hell. So... Maybe they should be allowed to I'm, wear the... I'm uh, actually 132nd uh, <laughs> Cherokee. Thank no. you. But anyway, yeah, I just... I don't know where I was going or where I came from. I was on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, yeah. the first, I'm pretty sure. I feel very confident in saying the first four definitions on Urban Dictionary were written by white people. Because, mm-hmm. like, literally, number what? three says it's a pile of SJW bullshit <laughs> and it's racist. They just want to say nigga. I feel it in my well, spirit. Well, see, you know, that's another, that's the point I was going to try to get to right now is that word. Right? So that word... It has you know over the years it's become kind of a a thing like you know do white people deserve to say it you know or should black people say it anymore you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that whole thing is a is a big discussion right mm-hmm. and so I I know I say it on here but I don't say it in my everyday life too much you know just when I'm talking you know mm-hmm. but <clears throat> you know it's funny because I feel like a lot of people don't truly understand you know that word and 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 where it comes from and you know the they meaning, understand you know and, uh, but they literally they, everybody understands but see it's like i feel like people don't think about it then if they understand it they don't think about it because it's like you know back in slavery we all know the story you know you were called a nigger and a nigger and you know that was just in every every black person's name right mm-hmm. and so through the generations you know that's just what black people started calling each other you know nigger you better 
you know, get that shit done or Massa gonna whoop your but see, ass. But see, you know I, what I'm think, I think everybody <coughs> fully is aware of the history of it, where it comes from. I think what it is, is just well, black American culture specifically has always driven pop culture in America. Mm. Like, we're the cool ones, and whatever we do is what everybody else does. Mm. And I have to say black Americans specifically because the Islanders and the people from Africa and all that shit, yeah, they black as far as skin color and shit, but they have totally different cultures than us. Right. And they come over doing whatever the fuck we're doing, too. Like, well, everybody I- likes to do what black the, the culture of black Americans, aka the descendants of the slaves in America specifically, we created a culture and everybody likes our culture. Because mm-hmm. think about it, every other minority group has a slur, mm-hmm. but ain't nobody dying to say spick. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know spick was a thing until I saw a video of this guy who was at a baseball game and this white dude called him a dirty spick or something and he punched him mm-hmm. and somebody was like, oh, he's being racist. And I was like, what the fuck is a spick? Mm-hmm. I've never even heard this word. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Texas, which I would assume. It's, it's so it's a slur towards Hispanic, mm. and you would think being in Texas with all the Mexicans and stuff, you I would have heard that. Never in my life heard it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like nobody's going around wanting to say "spick" all the time because it's not black people aren't it. Like you only want to do what the black people are doing. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, and even and even then, it's like you know that the reason I say that is a form of cultural appropriation to me is you know because you know like I said, black people have called each other that. From jump, like mm-hmm. since white people started calling us nigga, and you know we don't call each other nigger, but since white people call us nigga, that's what black people have always called each other. Is mm-hmm. nigga, you better stop doing it. Nigga, you better come do this. Mm-hmm. And so you know through the years, up until around 1950, 60, if a white person wanted to call you a nigga, nothing bad would happen to him. Mm-hmm. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And that multiple people are still a lot. A lot of people are still alive from the fifties. You know, it's not like that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But today's day and age, you know, now that black people have a, a little more say, so it's not, you know, white people got to, you know, watch what they say around us a little more. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, we have always called each other nigga. You know, it, it has never been a slur among other black people. You know, it's just we took that from white people calling us that mm-hmm. and we called each other that and then we just never stopped. Like, it's not like. You know, it's not like it just came out of the blue and we just started calling each other nigga, you know? Mm. Like, we used it just to refer to each other because that's what they did to us, Mm. you know, as slave owners, Mm. right? And they were calling us nigga and nigger to put us down, to put us in our place, you know what I'm saying? But we didn't necessarily, I mean, I guess we knew that back then, but it wasn't just, it just just happened, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's kind of weird because, you know, now that we're in this day and age, mm. it's still that's still how it is. You know, we call each other nigga just to do it. It, don't, it ain't even a thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, for white people to come or any other, any other race to come up to us and say, "Why can't I say it?" It's but it's like, why do you want to say it? Like we as Black Americans have always called each other that just because that was what was put on us from slavery. So that's just what it is. You know, there's nothing, you can't even really talk about it when it developed. It's just how it's been. And so for you to want to come out of the woodwork and want to say nigga again, when as white people, it has always been a term to put us down. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why do you want to say it? You know what I'm saying? It's just a part of the black culture to say that word. And that's it. You know, it's just like saying the word the to us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it, for a lot of people. 
for a lot of people. You cannot say that it's just not a word that flows out of their mouth. Well, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not like that just, you have to be taught that. It's just how it all, that's how it is. Mm. Well, I was going to say, I think what it is, is black people have a history of taking our hardships and like making light of it. it. I think it's a coping mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at black comedy, music, any pop culture surrounding like black people, black Americans, because I can't speak for the other, is it diaspora? I say that word. Diaspora, diaspora. You know what I'm talking about. Descendants of the Africans. Um, I don't know much about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I ain't never been on no island nowhere. I ain't been to South America. I can only speak for me as a black North American, whatever. Mm. Um, And so, what was I saying? I said, oh, no, no, no. So, like, we, so, because <laughs> if you think about, like, black comedy, right, we'll crack jokes all day long about slavery, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll, like, cry laughing. Like, it's funny to us. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's just a way to, like, kind of laugh through the pain or whatever. And we'll laugh about the racism of Jim Crow t- and all that kind of shit. But if a white person wants to come out and just start cracking jokes about slavery, it's like, the fuck? Yes. Like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what irritates me about white people who want because it's like why like i don't tell you you can't say it i'm not gonna tell you because you're white you can't say it right you can say whatever the fuck you want to say mm-hmm. but i am going to ask you why do you want to say it why do you want to use a racial slur so badly mm-hmm. like that it's like literally nobody has ever said you can't say any other word that is like one of the only words that people really harp on you not saying as a white person and it you act like it's gonna kill you to not say it mm-hmm. like i told you I, like i'll tell the listeners whatever but um I had a friend in college and he was gay and he was, he was a white man, but he was gay. Mm. And so he would say fag all the time. And now that I'm like, I listen to a lot of like gay people on podcasts and I'm being more exposed to gay culture and stuff. I know there's a lot of people within the LGBT community that casually say fag or whatever, but they don't want to hear from nobody else. And so I remember one time we were at the grocery store and he was like, uh, he said something like, oh, I'm such a fag or he's such a fag. He said something. And then he looked at me and was like, I can say that word, but you can't. And he was like, it's kind of like, I can't say the N word. And I was like, I have literally never (laughs) in my life had the desire to say that word. Like it does not come up ever. Never has there been a situation where I felt like I was going to just explode if I didn't say that word. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's why I don't, understand when white people act like they can't stop saying nigga like mm-hmm. oh my god it just you know what i'm saying because like i said don't blame it on the hip-hop music and all that shit mm-hmm. because you are fully capable of censoring yourself you know what i'm saying or like <laughs> like yeah i i and i just i mean saying that if i'm lying you can call me out on it mm-hmm. anybody that may know me if mm-hmm. they know it's something different call me out on it but i have literally never casually used any other slur besides mm-hmm. nigga mm-hmm. in my life because exactly what you said why why do mm-hmm. i want to use those words if i know that people it bothers people or it offends certain people or it hurts some people this word why would i use it mm-hmm. it it doesn't make any sense i will say not knowingly because on twitter apparently um somebody said eskimo is a slur for the indigenous people in alaska mm-hmm. And I didn't really do more research into it. But if it is an actual slur, I mean, once again, even though Eskimo is a word that has been normalized my entire life, is literally 
been accepted by our society. In Stillwater, we have a chain of restaurants. You know, we have Eskimo Joe's and all the other Joe's, whatever. But the main one is Eskimo Joe's. You know what I'm saying? So it's never been looked at in the same light that like nigga or fag or something or speak or whatever would be looked at, right? But if an indigenous person says, yo, we take that as a slur, like that's a fucked up phrase to use, we don't like it, guess what? I can stop today. I never have to say the word Eskimo ever again. See how easily I was able to just say indigenous people in Alaska? Mm -hmm. It is not that hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to kill me not to say that word. And that's, that's I don't why. feel personally attacked by the indigenous people if they say Shayna, we really just don't like you. And even if they call each other Eskimos, I don't have, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And because that, it's, it's just not. You and know? <clears throat> yeah, and the, you know, to piggyback off of that, it, it's kind of like you know, you see a bunch of white people and then you know some black people too saying, "How about nobody uses the word? Mm-hmm. How about nobody uses it?" You know, and it's like, no, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. We just, I mean, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Why do you just want to say it so bad? Like, you know, if you want to say it, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't going to kill me. Like, it's not a gun. You know, now you ain't got a nigga gun. Every time you say it, it's going to put a hole in me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. But I just ain't going to mess with you no more. Mm-hmm. Like, just consider us not friends anymore. If you call him, if you call him people, if you as a non-black American are calling other people niggas or saying, what up, my nigga? You know, mm-hmm. it, that... It's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll give you a good example. Eminem, and now let me start off by saying, <laughs> Eminem is not the biggest feminist in the world. I won't defend him on that. Mm-hmm. But Eminem is one of, he's my favorite rapper. He is one of the most dominant, mo- the most best lyrical genius, best one of the best in hip-hop. He has never used an N-word, the N-word, in any of his songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ever. Not one time. And he had to point that out one time because he was, you know, I think somebody may have, like, tried to call him out or on for saying, it, mm-hmm. for saying it or something. And he was like, no, I didn't. I never said that word. Mm-hmm. I don't need to say that word. And he's a very good example as to, you know, if, if you're saying, oh, well, niggas are part of the song, can I just say it? And it's like, just why? Mm-hmm. Just skip it. Why, why do you have to sing? If you want to say it that bad, sing that shit in the shower. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> see, you know, I don't know. Like, if you're in front of a big ass, like that girl, you remember that? Did you see that girl with Kendrick Lamar? Yes. Like, <laughs> nigga. No, like, like, no but why? the funny thing about her is like, the first time the word came up, she skipped it. And then she said then it. Then she got real comfortable. She got and, so, and then when everybody started booing her. But then was, uh, what else is funny is I feel like the crowd, it was kind of a fake rage situation mm-hmm. because the crowd was like, boo, get out the And then when Kendrick was like, oh, should we get another chance or whatever? No. And then she started going again. It's like everybody forgot and they, they just went right mm-hmm. back to like bobbing their head. Well, no, but they shit. ended the song. And they was booing her. No, but did you watch the whole video? Because she uh, got to no. like go again, like continue. Uh, and it was like the vibe was dead. It was and then so Kendrick, awful. It's over, it's over, it's over. Yeah, it's over. but yeah. the crowd was like into it as soon as the moment passed. Well, because I mean, I, I can get that. Because it's like, 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 like I said, it's not. I mean, I know it's, it is probably a big group of white people too, mm-hmm. mixed in with the black people because Kendrick has a large audience. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like it's a gun. Like I said, it's not like it's, it's damaging. It's not like it's going to kill us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just we don't want to hear you say it because of the 
negative connotations that it had in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if she said it and you know she apologized, she said I got caught up in the moment, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you want to continue, go ahead. But then you know Kendrick felt uncomfortable, which that's fine. He's still a human. He's still a person, and mm-hmm. you know he's very active and 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 woke. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. a part of the community and trying to get equal rights for black people. And so, you know, he was uncomfortable up there. If he wanted to say it's over, mm-hmm. uh, it's his concert. Yeah. He can do He can kick her out of the venue for no good reason if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's his right to do that. And the fans, you know, they're at a Kendrick concert. They just want to, they just want the show to go on, you know, whatever. They could just go move past it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can understand it just it wasn't a humongous deal like I'm not saying oh that girl's racist mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm not saying any of that but she probably should have known I I should probably skip this one well, cuz he brought like- if you I'm sorry but just one one quick one thing uh apparently he brought in he brought on uh, uh some other people up mm-hmm. to do other songs and everybody else skipped the word mm-hmm. it's not hard mm-hmm. you know oh, Well I was just going to say like I at this point I don't even really get upset about all that stuff because it's like like I said a minute ago clearly whatever we do as black people everybody wants a piece of it mm-hmm. like that like we I really do feel like black culture drives pop culture mm-hmm. as a whole in America and American culture then drives the rest of the world everybody has their eyes on America like remember I was telling y'all listen to that podcast of those guys over in the UK and I was like man they literally know everything about what we do here but I can't tell you shit about what they got going over in the UK <laughs> besides this royal wedding I can't tell you nothing maybe they got a whack ass prime minister or something I don't know I don't even know what the hell's going on in Canada and they connected to us you know what I'm saying besides what Drake tells us yeah like there's a a city called Toronto yeah like I don't know shit about what's going on outside of the US really and that's bad as far as pop culture now you know I keep up I keep up with like world events but as far as just like I don't know no Canadian celebrities. I don't know no Mexican you, you celebrities. Know I don't know Twain. But I know she was even Canadian. <laughs> I didn't know um, what you call it from Deadpool was Canadian. Oh, Ryan Reed. Yeah. <laughs> you Ryan know what I'm saying? If he was a local Canadian star or something like that, or if he like stayed like I don't know, I don't know nothing like that. But anyway, and I say all that to say, I feel like it's just exhausting getting upset all the time. Because they're going to buy, like, in you, this is evident with black Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, black Twitter is always talking about, we need to start uh, blocking BuzzFeed from seeing our shit because they always stealing our content. Or <laughs> we need to start, uh, you know, like, with this Capriccio Sangria drink or whatever that's been going around. It's like the drink of the summer now, all because of black Twitter. Like, this shit is real. Like, black Twitter drives so much of pop culture. Like, it's crazy to me, like, when you know when songs or dances go viral mm-hmm. in on black twitter in the black community mm-hmm. and it's like if you wait a few weeks and it dies down in a black community you just mm-hmm. see it automatically spring up in mainstream pop culture and it's like when did this shit but but in, when it comes to like the dances and stuff in white people's defense i will say you can't turn around and get mad at them when you got because it'll always be well, like no, it'll no like it'll be a vid, it'll be like a dance right and it's super popular in the black community or whatever everybody's doing it and then it'll be one video of a white girl doing it and she'll be surrounded by all the black kids in her school and then that'll go viral and well, that's when it like well, takes no, off and I, now I, hillary fucking clinton is dabbing well, no, I wasn't, on my phone screen i wasn't saying it was a problem <laughs> I, I was just saying us 
being a, a main focal point of pop culture in America. Mm. Like that's that's what I was saying. Like if it once it blows up in the black community, give it a few weeks. Well, but I'm just saying, like else. you can't get upset, I'm not upset and call it appropriation I'm not if you were part of egging it on. Because like the only reason those videos go viral of like a white girl doing whatever dance or a white boy doing whatever dance is because they are usually surrounded by a bunch of black people that are like, oh, well, you know, you invited to the cookout and oh my God, you got rhythm. Well, and that, then black people are hyping you up. Right. And then, well, no, and that, and, go and that, see that, I wasn't calling that appropriation. I was mm. just commenting on your comment saying that the black culture yeah. is, is um, kind of where it starts and then it spreads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and that, that kind of leads me to my next point. Uh, uh, you know, I know we kind of been going off on the inward tangent, tangent, but um, so you know, you have to understand the difference between appropriation and appreciation. That's you know, that's such a huge part because I, you know, I also you know, I know we've been talking, you know, about uh, white people culturally appropriating, you know, but I also feel like black people and other minorities and white people that are trying to you know do right by black people trying to stick up for black people they can go a little overboard with the cultural appropriation thing mm-hmm. you know and I, I i know i just mentioned that with the that girl that wore that dress you know oh, i never saying? addressed that yeah i don't think she was in her own yeah but I, I think she was fine yeah so i mean yeah i i feel like people can go way overboard sometimes um i'm not defending those you know urban dictionary <laughs> people because it's definitely a thing now is it a thing every single time somebody calls out cultural appropriation no because some people just can't let white people live we need to call it out when we see it but if you're calling out every little thing as cultural appropriation you know it kind of waters down the whole thing it's like if you're saying oh cultural appropriation it's like the boy who cried wolf you know what i'm saying if you're saying wolf and everybody come look and say oh ain't no damn wolf mm-hmm. it's kind of like you say oh cultural appropriation everybody comes and okay what what, well, what is that, that? Like, i think it was a bbc article and it was this black woman talking about why white people shouldn't use uh black reaction gifts and memes no that yeah that was uh, was that 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 was a that h3 video yeah but i think it was the original oh, the BB- thing oh, yeah. was a bbc right. like think piece or some right, shit and okay. i was like come on now yeah, like that's really? so stupid and that's so stupid. because it's like once again though i feel like that goes back to black people are just fucking cool mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like the best reaction gifts most likely are gonna be a freaking um new york from flavor of love or whatever mm-hmm. or rihanna or you know what or I mean? that one black dude there yeah, I mean, the, like, the training day is the throughout the entire history of this country, we've been lit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I mean, yeah, like in that instance, you know, just to give y'all a little background, it was some girl or some a few people that was saying, "Do not use black people gifts as your reaction because you're not black." Or, don't she called use, it digital black. Yeah, face. digital black. Face. Don't don't use <laughs> don't use this black thumbs up as your thumbs up. You know, don't use black things mm-hmm. on digital things mm-hmm. as your reaction and that's that's so dumb because mm-hmm. it's like i mean obviously they're not saying this is me this is literally me mm-hmm. reacting you know oh yep this is me they're saying this is how i would mm-hmm. react this is so, this is a good reaction for how i'm actually feeling mm-hmm. you know and that has nothing to do like with you know one of my favorite gifts is that little girl what's her name chloe 
Yeah. When they were like, you go to Disney World, she was looking. Look inside. Her, tea, her little tooth was sticking out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Chloe uh, is funny. Or uh, that one kid who was a... Uh, who he opened his mouth super wide the oh, and started clapping. Oh, uh, clapping. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But, I don't know. Yeah, that took me but out. Digital think, blackface. But then I think the best meme, though, is the redhead guy that with his eyes and he just looks super surprised, you know. The blinking white guy? He ain't redhead. Oh, yeah. He has blonde hair. The blinking guy that's up, that's a close-up on his face? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like blonde or brown hair. I gotta Google this. Y'all, Tevin don't know his memes. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed right now. But, I don't, oh, actually, while you're looking that up, I can read. Um, I posed the question on our Instagram and on Twitter. You know, what do y'all think cultural appropriation is? Or right. what's the difference between appropriation and appreciation? You're right, FYI. Uh, why apologize. is appreciation such a hard word to it's say? It's not appreciation. <laughs> appreciation? <laughs> um... And so the we got a response from Two Woke Girls Podcast. Shout out to them. Y'all should go check them out. And they said, <clears throat> or whoever's running their Instagram said, for me, appropriation involves a power differential and something being taken from a marginalized group and used by the dominant without the same negativity the marginalized the marginalized group gets. Like white girls wearing box braids because on black women they're considered ghetto and unprofessional, but it's high fashion and trendy for white women. Or how AAVE or even gay lingo are used heavily to spice up language, but straight folks don't run the risk of being outed or harm, harmed for being gay, and white people aren't considered ignorant for using slang. Uh, and AAVE, if you don't know, I'm pretty sure it stands for African American Vernacular English. Something like that. Um, it's just like you know, I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, I don't want to say Ebonics, but I feel like it's kind of an updated way of saying Ebonics, which uh, I guess is kind of problematic because we don't recognize Ebonics as a thing. But um, it's basically like if you're a non-black person and you hear black people talking and we have our like slang or whatever, and then you if you feel the need to say, what does fleek mean? Lit, what is that? It's A-A-V-E. It's, it's not. Also known as Black English in North American linguistics is the set of English dialects primarily spoken by most black people in North America. Most commonly refers to a dialect continuum. Or, oh, wait, what? Con- yeah. Ranging from African-American vernacular English to a more standard English. Mm. So, I mean, it's like. Basically that. Using black words to mean other things and assert, yeah. And it's so funny because it's like, even down to that black word, like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah I don't, yeah. Well, I, I will say one thing that irritates the hell out of me, though, is when somebody will be like, Shayna, what does flake mean? It's like, bitch, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I, the, I figured it out using context clues. You should be able to do the same shit. Like, that irritates the hell out of me. Like, don't come asking whatever new trendy word black people are using. Don't come asking me what it Like, the same way I had to figure it out, you can figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And I've never had to, like, go look on Urban Dictionary or something to figure it out. It's just listening to people talk and, you know, when they use the word and, you know, like a context clues. Like, why do you act like you're an idiot all of a sudden when it comes to things black people say? Like, that, I've never understood that. Here's a better definition of AAV. Native 
<clears throat> the native variety of the vast majority of working and middle-class African Americans, particularly in urban areas with its own unique accent, grammar, and vocabulary features. <laughs> I feel like it's funny because even like half the time, I don't know what the hell the black people in Louisiana are saying because they got <laughs> their own shit going on. Same with Atlanta. Like, you know, sometimes you ever talk to somebody from Atlanta and it's like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Like, even I'm going to have to get on Urban Dictionary talking to somebody from Atlanta. You want to know something funny is go watch the show Swamp People. And that shit. So it's everybody in Louisiana. We don't know what the hell they say. That's like Florida, too. Like, it's just the damn deep south. (laughs) The swamp. The bayou. Don't know what the hell they be talking about. You watch Princess and the Frog? You haven't seen it. See, it was this scene where they were, like, catching these frogs out in the bayou. And I was like, I don't know what the hell they are saying. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, to wrap up the main segment, you know, well, we never even really touched on like how would how would a white person show their appreciation for a culture without necessarily being tagged appropriation? Because I well, will we say, did talk about that. That's well, what I was so about do you think? Do you think you have any like ways like how? Um, I mean, I would say, you know, if you're, you know, if you're going to, you know, try to dabble in another culture's, um, you know, things, Mm -hmm. you know, first of all, I would make sure there are not, there's nothing negative to go along with it. You know what I'm saying? Like the Indian headdress or, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and the way, the reason I say that is because that was kind of pushed away. You know, that Mm -hmm. was there. That was ceremonial and tradition for them, you know, so you shouldn't use that mm. for something, you know, like a Halloween costume. That's just not okay. Um, but how about we just pose our, you know, pose this question to our listeners. You know, what uh, What are some ways that people can culturally appreciate and not appropriate? I feel like it should be specifically how can white people appreciate right. or how can we how can white people go from appropriation to what did that definition say the equal exchange of cultures right. because so far what i've seen is anything that they do is somebody's going to call it appropriation right. just because they're white. like i don't see other people of color get called out for appropriation usually and people always come back with like oh because they don't have that that power dynamic is not there the power dynamic is not there and i that makes sense because it's the same thing when people say like black people can't be racist you can be prejudiced but you can't be racist because mm-hmm. the power dynamic is out there or the it's not systemic right and it's like i feel like there's a bunch of technicalities and i feel like technicalities aren't what we live our day-to-day life based on you right. know what i'm saying that's like saying you know, if you don't, if you switch lanes without cutting on your blinker, technically you broke the law and you're technically a criminal. That's not how we, we don't live our life going around being like, you're a criminal because you switch lanes without turning on your, like, you're annoying as fuck, but you're not a criminal, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like maybe even in this, technicality shouldn't be as big of an issue because it's all about how we interact with each other. And as far as like the racism thing goes, it's all about really how we treating each other. You know, and so it's like, if you, as a black person, okay, you can't technically be racist, but you're super prejudiced and hateful, you're still treating people bad because of the race or the color of their skin, and so it's still a problem. Like, yeah, right. technically you're not 
racist, but okay, you st- that still needs to be addressed. Actually, Shayna, if uh, we're gonna go talking about committing crimes, like not turn on your left signal, you know, selling CDs, that's a harsh crime. Also, jaywalking yeah. is a pretty harsh crime, too. You shouldn't. That'd get you shot. Yeah. And but that's the, that's CDs, like a different topic, though. I'm just saying. I just wanted to you say know, know. I'm sorry. Okay, calm down, Malcolm X. So I am curious to know what other people think because, so I'll give y'all a little story. Um, and I know we said we was going to wrap up this damn topic a long time ago, but it's like there's just so much, you know, because it's literally. Anytime you get online, somebody's getting, like, dragged on the internet for culturally appropriate. And I feel like it's always white people. And now some of them, like, I don't know. Anyway, when I was little, me and my mom, uh, my mom used to do me and my little sister's hair. And she would braid them up and put beads on them. Typical black girl stuff, right? And we had these little white girls from church that loved our hair. And they really wanted to have beads, too. Keep in mind, we're all kids. We're, like, five, six years old. And so, to them, it wasn't a cultural thing. They didn't see us as black girls with their hair like this. They just saw colorful beads that are fun to shake. Like, what kindergartner wouldn't want to do that? You know what I'm saying? And so, their mom asked my mom if she could braid their hair. And she paid her for it. Right? So, my mom would do it. My mom, She would pay my mom. And my mom would uh, braid their hair up and put beads in her hair and send them on their way. You know? And they loved it. And they did this for a few months until their dad was like, they can't get the, their hair done like that anymore. And I remember the girls were devastated. Like, they were, they were heartbroken because they love those colorful beads. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, why can't they do it anymore? You know, I think I asked my mom. And she was like, you know, I don't know. I guess he felt some type of way about it. Like, he felt weird about it because they're white. You know? And I remember at that age being like, what does them being white have to do with anything? I was like, <laughs> you know, like, can they, like, I was, it was so confusing. But I think now he probably was just trying to protect them in a way because, you know, I know some white person that came back home from vacation somewhere with their hair braided up and had other white people looking at you crazy, had black people looking at you crazy, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and it's like, you know, what do you do? Like, if, if I go to Jamaica or something and they say this is part of the culture there or something, I'm just, I'm here and I'm just trying to like pull a win in Rome, do ass type shit. But then I'm getting beat down for it. Like, I, I don't know. Mm. I personally, I, I just don't know. That's why, you know, like Tevin said, we want y'all to tell us what y'all think, give us some answers because I'm pulling up blanks right now trying to figure out what a white person can do, you know, besides like, oh, I can appreciate Mexican culture by just eating you know local tacos from the Mexican owned restaurant or something besides food (laughs) you know how can you engage in other cultures without getting beat down for it as a white person anyway so you got anything else to say about the topic I don't think so I feel like obviously there's still you know I feel like we covered all the ba- the bases the more the important still a lot parts. to talk about like, yeah there would be a lot you know like you said earlier use the hashtag Asis Pod that's A S I S Pod P O D or hashtag Pod in and let us know what you think about this topic you know that way we'll be able to see it other people on Twitter will be able to see it and engage and yeah so now we can move on into Tev's tech talk. So, 
Oh, oh I'm doing right. This. And I thought I, I thought I was doing the tech talk. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Or are you doing it? You can do the tech talk. You sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's not really a tech talk today. It's a game talk. Mm. Seems like a lot of my tech talks are game talks. So I'm more passionate about gaming. But it's okay. I mean, that's fine. So today is just kind of just random, but I'm excited for E3. I know a lot of you probably know what E3 is. For those of you who don't, it is the biggest gaming conference of the year where all the big, you know, all the big publishers and developers, they come out and they reveal their big blockbuster games for the year. And the next coming couple of years, um, usually they will announce a game that will be coming out within the next two years, two most, at the most three years. Um, Maybe not even that long, but... Just kind of give a background of the game <clears throat> and what it's about. And, you know, if it's close to release, they give, you know, a big super demo. It's basically just a big gaming conference. It's huge. There's always thousands and thousands of people there. It's, I mean, it's a big, big thing. Um, but I'm just excited to see, you know, what new games will be coming. Um, and so I kind of wanted to just talk with Shayna and, and kind of talk to her about things I'm excited for and, and I know she's excited for Spyro, and I don't know. I think I think they may be showing more gameplay or something at E3 for Spyro, and I think that Crash Bandicoot is coming to the Xbox, and I think they're going to show more on that. Um, so there's a few things that Shannon may be excited for. That I saw um, on Twitter today was a little teaser for Spyro. It said something smells like it's burning, and it was Spyro running through grass, blowing um, flames, and I was like, I'm dying. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm excited for you, baby. But, you know, I guess basically I want any and everyone that's excited for E3 to kind of give me your predictions on what you're, what you're thinking is going to be there, what you're excited for, what you know is going to be there. Um, as, for, as far as I'm concerned, there's a few things that I'm excited for. Um, we got Smash, the new Smash game, which there was a leak today that is kind of trying to confirm that there is going to be a sequel and not just a, a report of the Nintendo Wii version, which that'd be awesome. Um, hopefully we'll hear more on the new Nintendo Switch Pokemon title, whatever it may be. It better not be some bullshit that has to do with Pokemon Go like I heard. And if so, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for... That new Hideo Kojima game. I forgot what it's called. Is that his name? Hideo Kojima? I think so. The the guy the guy from uh from all the uh Solid Snake game. What's the Solid Snake games? Uh Phantom Pain. So, uh, uh Metal Gear. The Metal Gear creator. His his new game that he's making. I forgot the name of it, but she gets see more from that. Uh, I'm excited. Hopefully, we see something from Borderlands Three. This, this would be a good E3. That game wasn't that fun to me. Borderlands, yeah. you suck. That's why it, it got like repetitive. Because you suck. You <laughs> you don't understand. Okay, the reason it would seem repetitive to you is because you can't really understand the differences between getting like a new, better gun and new powers. You just don't get those elements. Those elements don't excite idiot. you. It was boring. Says you and no one else. Everybody loves that damn game. That's why they're getting a part three. It was boring. You're boring. Oh. Yeah. 
Anyway. But, but yeah, like the Borderlands 3, you know. But the game that I think I'm most excited to hear about. Actually, there's two games that I'm most excited to hear about. And this is kind of typical and may everybody may already see it coming. But Shayna, there's a game from that From Software is making. Or it may not be From Software. I think it's just Bandai Namco. It's called From Software? The studio that makes it. It's called From. The developers. From, F-R-O-M, mm-hmm. software. Mm-hmm. However you spell software. Okay. That's the developer. I don't know if From Software is doing it. But that From Software is the people that make Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a Bandai Namco game. But I'm pretty sure it's From Software, Does too. Does Bandai Namco mean it's like an arcade game? No. Bandai Namco is just the, uh, the publisher. Like Capcom? Capcom is its own little separate thing. There's a ton of games that Bandai Namco and Capcom do things together mm. sometimes. I, I may be wrong, but I'm not uh, the biggest Bandai Namco fan. The Literally, the only game I play for them from them is Dark Souls and anything else in the Dark Souls universe. And I, I could, I mean, I, I may possibly, the only game that I play religiously is the Dark Souls series. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Bandai Namco or Namco, Namco Bandai, however you want to say it, is the uh, publisher. So basically, they give you the money. They say, "Oh, from software, you gonna make this game? Money. Here you go. Take it. Do what you need to do with it." And then from software, just says, "Oh, okay, thanks. Let's hire a team. Let's make the game. Let's make it happen." Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So Namco Bandai, I'm pretty sure them and from software. Are making this game called Code Vein. Okay. It's basically anime souls. What? That's that's what it is. It is the anime version of Dark Souls. It's like it's chibi anime. No, just anime. Like oh. it looks like. I'm gonna just say Naruto, just because that's everybody's favorite anime. It looks like Naruto. It's anime style, mm. like that type of anime. Mm. Um, and it's plays like Dark Souls. It's the people that made Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And people have been playing it. Bandai Namco flew some people out, some of the big Dark Souls people on YouTube out to play it and everybody loved it and said it's anime Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to see more about that which I think they're going to show more at E3. And then From Software has a new IP that they haven't really said the name for exactly but it's like code name right now. It's yeah, the internet protocol. <laughs> we're done uh, lock up the computer from, from now on a, a spec and space is cancelled um, we will not be producing anymore what is that they have an IP IP in this situation is intellectual property basically just a fresh start like a oh. new game oh okay um, like not a sequel basically mm-hmm. and it's called Shadows Die Twice they did like a little teaser trailer last year at E3 and it was just like this bone this bloody bone on this like little swivel thing and it was like getting twisted and it was like bleeding it was like, making a bunch of noise and and then it just it was called Shadows Die Twice so I don't know I don't know what the hell it is mm-hmm. but uh, I mean hopefully it's just like a Dark Souls type of game I'm I be concerned that you, you like all these dark, dark graphic Souls. games are you okay I love violent games. Is this a sign of something? Let the, let the uh, lawmakers up in uh, <laughs> Washington tell you I'm a, 
gonna become a killer one of these days because I play too many violent video, video games, as Hank Hill would say. I knew um, so, so last year for E3, I think I knew some stuff that I was like excited to see just like them talk about, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know anything for this because like last year's was all about the Switch, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. that just last year? No. Wasn't all about the switch. What you know, but the switch was like a big deal, and Breath of the Wild was a big deal at last year's E3, wasn't no, it? No, it no. They literally came out in March before, like months before E3 came out. Yeah, how long ago was that then? And Mario Odyssey was a big deal. Oh. At E3. Well, anyway, I just say I usually know something about what's yeah. gonna be talked about at E3, but I don't know anything about this year. Mm-hmm. I saw on Twitter today. Um, Somebody was talking about how the PS4 is on its, like, last leg, mm-hmm. you know, if it's life cycle or something like that. I don't know yeah. if that was an E3 tweet. Um, so, I wonder, are any new consoles supposed to be getting announced? I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I've, I haven't heard anything as anticipated, but, I mean, Xbox just came out with the One X, so I'm assuming, you know, PlayStation has PlayStation Pro, but... I'm sure they'll try to put something out to compete with the One X, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, PlayStation has always had amazing, amazing, amazing uh, exclusives, you know, and and they have really shitted on Xbox as far as that is concerned. So I think they're still pushing out games to make sure that they keep their fan base, you know, because they've outsold Xbox by. I mean, uh, so many. It's not even a competition, really. Hmm. But, I mean, yeah, like, E3 should be exciting. You know, uh, I know it's not until June 12th, but, you know, I'm really excited for it. Uh, Just been watching a bunch of YouTube videos, trying to anticipate some of the games that may be coming out. So, if you are excited for E3, let me know what you're excited for, what you're hoping uh, gets announced, you know. Um, yeah, just just let me know, uh, and uh, we're gonna do a post E three episode, or I'll, we'll talk about this again post E three, um, just to kind of discuss what, what what was announced or shown, you know, what's coming out when, you know, all that good stuff. And I swear on my life, if somebody tells me that they're excited for the next Madden game, I will block you, and you will not be able to listen to us back in space anymore. If you are excited for a sports game, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't tell me. I love sports, but I don't want to hear about the next sports game that's coming out because they come out every year. Don't tell me. Did you hear? Did you see the SpaceX launch today? I won't really block you, by the way. Uh, no, I didn't. So I know that has nothing to do with <laughs> the games, but it's a tech talk. It's a tech thing, right? SpaceX. Yeah, it's pretty. So, um, they were putting satellites or something up. Oh. Earth observing, I guess. Oh. Anyway, That's that was cool. a fun little fact. That's pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, E3. Let me know what you're excited for. All that good stuff. Uh, should be a pretty good one. All right, and now we can move into spec speak, and I don't think we have any questions. Um, I will say. I did get um, an email from this chick on Twitter. Um, she's I'm not gonna give too many details about it because it's not like my place, I guess, or my thing to do that. 
Um, but she's writing a story and she said that she needed um, somebody who's a computer expert and who has the knowledge of hacking. And I just responded, I'm not an expert by any means in hacking or just general computer stuff. But I was like, you know, I literally went to school for this. You know, like that's what my degree is MIS with an information assurance focus, which is literally like hacking and stuff, ethical hacking. So I was like, you know, maybe if she just. Black hat hacking. If she just. Black hat. Unethical hacking. But she. um, Honestly, I can't remember if it's white hat or red hat it's white and black but uh well red hat is a thing that's like pen testers and stuff yeah anywho sidetrack <laughs> but um i was like i feel like i maybe know enough to where whatever she's asking if i don't know it for sure i at least know where to find answers right so she sent me this email with the whole like premise of the story and i felt really good because i was able to help her out because I do have a little bit of knowledge in those areas and you know hey Michael. Um, I can't like I said I can't give any details about it because you know obviously it's her story that she's developing and you know whatever but I can't wait for her to write it I hope it gets published I'll buy 20 copies of it or whatever because so far I think the story is exciting and I really like it and I'm excited that I was able to help out and now I don't feel like I wasted all my money that's cool because at least it, if if this becomes like a published story and it's like a New York Times best-selling book or something like that, and I was able to help and contribute to it in some kind of way, then I feel like my time at OSU was worth it <laughs> and the money I spent was worth it. But anyway, I guess I don't know if that would really count as a spec speak, but I mean, it was some kind of engagement, so I'll take that dub because <laughs> we struggling out here with uh, engagement but so now we can just move into the green tip of the week so i think tevin is gonna take over the green tip of the week this week you got something for us baby i do make it quick and clean okay. so we have a pup here who's actually um getting in the way but you know our dog look, look y'all hear that that was tall <laughs> Y'all hear all okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. Jeez, just give me a second. I'm talking about Toph. That's the whole topic anyway. So Toph, she poops a lot, right, <laughs> outside. So when you clean up dog poop, what do you usually use? Some kind of plastic bag, right? Yeah. So instead of using plastic, there are these like, and I will post a link to uh, some in the description uh, or in you know wherever we post comments or whatever um and we'll post a link to some that you can buy but we have some like biodegradable bags that we pick up our poop in trash them and the bag like disappears after a certain amount of time and so it's it's a really eco-friendly way of uh, making sure you clean up after your dog um unless you have unless you have like a garden or something you just throw the shit in the garden to to um you know, what's, what's it called? What's the word? Fertilize. Fertilize it. But I'm sure most of you are not in that category. So, yeah, just just use something a little more eco-friendly besides plastic to pick up your dog's poop. And and that'll work. That's a good that's a good little green tip, right? Mm-hmm. Tough, tough. Is daddy putting your business all out on the internet? You telling everybody you poop a lot? Big <laughs> shitty. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good tip. I like the bags we use. I think I got them at Whole Foods. Um, mm. They are corn-based, like made from some sort of corn byproduct or something. Mm. I don't know. But like I said, I'll post the link and pictures on Instagram of the bags that we specifically use. And yeah, so that was really cool green tip. And and for our final segment, Song of the Week. Song of the Week. What you got, Big Pimpin'? Song of the Week. Remember that song? Big Pimpin'. Spin and cheese. You don't even remember that song. That used to be my shit. And I was like a kid. Did not know what none of the words meant. But. That was your shit. I knew I was Big Pimpin'. (laughs) What was you though? Always. I feel like you were. Anyway, my song of the week is the Dirty Computer album. Once again, I know I've done this before with Cardi B's album. I couldn't pick a song. I just the whole album. But Janelle Monae's album, I definitely can't pick a song. The whole album. I've listened to it, I kid you not, on repeat every single day in the past, like, seven, eight days. Like, at first, if I can keep it a book, I was super excited for the album to come out. I loved uh, Make Me Feel, that single. I liked Pink, and I liked that at the time. I was like, eh, you know, it's cute. And... When I first listened to the album on the day it dropped, I was like, man, it's nothing's really resonating with me besides the singles that I already liked. But then maybe like sometime last week, I was just really going through it. And um, it's part of the reason we didn't have an episode last week, but not really the whole reason. But I just was like, let me listen to this album again. And I fell in love. I don't know what it was. Like something just clicked all of a sudden. And... I love it, and I've listened to it nonstop ever since. And then I watched the whole emotion picture, like her video movie thing that she had, mm. uh, like the visual album. Right. Loved it. We watched it. Well, that was my like third time watching it when I watched it with you. But yes, yeah. we did watch it. What was your favorite song then from the uh, Dirty Computer? Uh, what's that one song where she in the club? In the club, we and, all uh, fan. <laughs> and uh, and she like dancing. It basically, the one song that she came out to. Oh, make me feel the single. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like that song. Yeah, that's my jam. I also like this song where she's like hanging upside down. And, oh, take a bite. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Take a. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it to y'all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay, so my song is going to be Cool It Now by New Edition. Ooh, that's my best one. Cool it now. You got to slow it down. Ooh, you got to lose control. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my song of the week. You know, I, did, I had never, and please no one judge me, I had never heard that song until me and Shana met. Cause I was my okay, so the, I, I'm a huge old school guy, right? Cause my mom is a music head, and that's all she listened to is old school. So I'm like, you know, huge on like the Michael Jackson, the Commodores. I know it's not like everybody knows Michael Jackson, but like, you know, Isley Brothers, Cool in the Gang, Zap, you know, mm-hmm. all of that, you know, Marvin Gaye, all of that shit, and so. I, my mom wasn't big on New Edition because I was a little after her mm-hmm. time period, but I knew some New Edition songs, of course, but I had never heard Cool It Now until I met Shayna, and then I decided, 
bumping it every damn day. Well, my mom is younger than Tevin's mom. By about 10 years. Yeah, and so my mom, look, New Edition was my mom's favorite like group when she was a teenager and so I grew up listening to New Edition because she still to this day loves them you know what I'm saying so New Edition was a big part of my childhood and so when I met Tevin and he was like oh you know I never really listened to them like that it blew my mind (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so I had to put them on and now everybody loves New Edition because they had that movie which I still haven't even seen but yeah. But yeah, that's All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Do you have anything to say? Anything to add on? Any announcements or anything like that? I don't think so. Uh, just keep on living. Um, so I think I have <laughs> an announcement. Skip over my, announcement. <laughs> my announcement is you know rest in peace to the kids at Santa Fe High School, mm-hmm. and you know. I hope the survivors can find peace, you know, and get over that trauma or find avenues to deal with it. Also, fuck you to the kid that did the shooting and, you know, may he rot. And also, for the record, he didn't do that shit because he got bullied. He did it because he's a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? Lots of people get bullied. They don't man, They don't shoot up the fucking school. So I'm really tired of that narrative. We can drop that shit. I ain't going to get too into it because we already had a whole episode about, you know what I'm saying, these school shootings and stuff like that and the whole walking up instead of out type shit. It don't matter. Like, they, they're entitled assholes and they have no regard for human life. And fuck him. So, you know, that's my announcement. He's a terrorist and... Mm-hmm. He is radicalized. Everything you would say about uh, a, you know, somebody that is of color that would do the same thing, I'm going to say the exact same thing about this kid. Mm. He's an asshole. So, I feel sorry, uh, you know, they're still thinking about the families and stuff because nobody should have to deal with that, but it keeps happening. So, I'm not even going to get into policies and second I don't care about all that shit. Somebody lost their loved one and it's fucked up and it wasn't necessary. So, yeah. but yeah. So, just keep them in y'all's thoughts, y'all. Yeah. Um, also, remember if you have any comments or questions, email us at a speck in space at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from y'all. We love feedback. We appreciate any feedback. And, uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at a speck and space without the eye. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and any other method of listening you may be using. Um, yeah. We'll have the links for anything mentioned in the show, in the show notes or description. Yeah, I'll have all that there. And don't forget to tell all your peoples about us. You know, we're trying yes. to grow we trying to, you know, be in that thing, you know. So let all your friends know. Uh, come listen to Speck and Space. Uh, it'll definitely be worth the time. Uh, and we appreciate you yes. coming out and listening. Yeah, thanks, y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Catch y'all on the flippity flip. <laughs> Bye. Peace.